Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Jody Fortino. Today is Wednesday, December 27th. Coming up, Kansas saw a dramatic increase in patients traveling to the state for abortions this year. One Kansas clinic says 81 out of every 100 patients were from another state. The same Wichita clinic told me they get around three to 4,000 phone calls a day, but they only have capacity for 40 to 50 appointments per day. We'll hear more about abortion access across Kansas and how it's affecting people who are seeking reproductive care locally. But first, some headlines. A bill that would allow homeschooled students in Missouri to participate in public school sports and extracurriculars will return in the 2024 legislative session. KCUR Zach Perez has more. According to the Missouri Independent, the bill is being sponsored by Republican State Senator Ben Brown. In addition to allowing homeschool students a chance to play sports and join clubs in public schools, the bill would add a new category of homeschooled students that could obtain K-12 scholarships through the state's Mo Scholars Tax Credit Program. It would also remove the power of attendance officers to monitor families' compliance with the state's compulsory attendance law, which requires at least a 1,000 hours of instruction for homeschooled students. State Rep. Maggie Nuremberg, a Kansas City Democrat, told The Independent she had concerns about the lack of reporting measures, leaving the state without a firm idea of how many students are being homeschooled. Need a place to send your Christmas lights and tree now that the holiday season is ending? Dozens of recycling and composting operations across the Kansas City metro are now taking used and unwanted holiday decorations. Nadja Carpolo, a planner with the Mid-America Regional Council's Solid Waste Management District, says residents on both the Kansas and Missouri side of the metro can use the organization's RecycleSpot website to find drop-off locations for items such as broken holiday lights and natural or artificial Christmas trees. Carpolo advises residents interested in composting natural trees to call the locations they intend to drop their tree off at, as many are run by city governments and have limited windows for drop-off. It's a good idea to look through that list and then call first just to make sure, because we don't want people to be illegally dumping after that period is over. So I do recommend that you call and find that out. For information on how to contact drop-off locations, you can visit RecycleSpot.org. A project to expand Interstate 70 across Missouri is expected to begin construction in the spring. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the project is anticipated to last roughly seven years. Missouri lawmakers allocated about $2.8 billion to expand Interstate 70 to three lanes both ways across the state. Now the Missouri Department of Transportation says it will award the first construction contract in February with work to follow in the spring. Eric Kapinski is the director of the project. He says MoDOT's approach divides the work into six segments. By dividing it the way we did, is it's going to allow you know more of our local contractors to, to take part in this. And then we're also going to make sure we don't overwhelm the labor force, our material suppliers um, in certain areas. The first section under construction will be a roughly 20-mile stretch between Columbia and Kingdom City. The second section will cover Wentzville and Warrington. Recent data released from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show nationally last year's suicide rates hit its highest rate in decades. As Side Effects Public Media's Natalie Krebs reports, Missouri saw more than 1,100 deaths by suicide in 2021, and Kansas had more than 500. 
A recent CDC report with provisional data shows nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide last year. That's 3% higher than the year before and the highest rate since 1941. One reason may be due to the availability of firearms in the U.S. Jonathan Platt is an assistant professor of epidemiology at the University of Iowa. It's very, very common for individuals to make pretty impulsive decisions. And when there's a gun that's available to them, that impulsive decision um, has, has a much higher likelihood of being a fatal decision. Platt says the U.S. remains an outlier as compared to most other industrialized high-income countries where suicide rates are declining. We'll be right back. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us, this podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. After the fall of Roe v. Wade in 2022, Kansas became a hub for people who can't access abortions in their home state. In 2023, an increase in interstate travel for abortions inundated Kansas clinics. As more people seek abortion access across state lines, Kansans are finding it increasingly difficult to receive abortion care locally. KCUR's Namina Giudin sat down with Rose Conlon from the Kansas News Service to talk about how the state's abortion landscape has changed in the year since Roe v. Wade was overturned. All eyes were on Kansas during the 2022 vote that effectively kept abortion legal in the state at a time when many of its neighbors, including Missouri, were enacting bans. Are more people traveling to Kansas for abortions now? Yeah, from what we know, there's been a sharp increase in the number of people traveling to Kansas for abortions. And, you know, when the state health department reported numbers for last year, the year that Roe was overturned, we learned that there were over 12,000 abortions in Kansas, which was a 57% rise compared with the year prior, 2021. Um, They won't report numbers for 2023 until next summer, but estimates by a few different groups show a pretty continued rise in the number of abortions clinics here are performing um, and a larger portion of their patients being from other states. So one of the leading studies by the Guttmacher Institute, which is a research group that supports abortion rights, finds that 65% of people getting abortions at Kansas clinics are now from out of state. And for some clinics, you know, the figure is even higher. Trust Women here in Wichita says 81 out of every 100 clients they see is from another state. And that means that demand for appointments at Kansas clinics far outpaces supply. Um, the same Wichita clinic told me they get around three to 4,000 phone calls a day, but they only have capacity for 40 to 50 appointments per day. Abortion rights advocates across the U.S. have been trying to make it easier to access abortions, even though many states have banned them. You reported on one group that's flying abortion patients to appointments in private planes. So what did we see this year? Yeah, so that group is called Elevated Access, and I spoke with one of their pilots who flew an abortion patient from the Deep South to a clinic in Kansas. It's kind of an extreme example of the really massive mobilization that's underway to transport patients from states with bans to clinics in places like Kansas. Um, There are other groups that, for instance, have mobile abortion clinics parked near state lines in places like Colorado and Illinois. But 
There are other groups called abortion funds that have also played a really huge role in helping people travel across state lines. These groups saw a huge influx in donations in the immediate aftermath of Roe falling. Um, They basically fund abortions for clients, and they also, some of them, will pay for people's travel and hotels and transportation. Um, But a lot of these groups I've spoken with recently say donations are down this year at the same time that demand in many cases continues to increase. The Kansas Abortion Fund, which focuses just on Kansas residents, says that more Kansas residents are now needing help traveling to appointments in other states because of the demand at the local clinics here. Opponents of abortion have also been organizing. In the spring, one group of self-proclaimed abortion abolitionists held a national convention in Wichita. What are they calling for? This is one of the more extreme anti-abortion groups. Um, They want women who get abortions to be jailed or even put to death. Um, That is a pretty uh, extreme position. And, you know, mainstream anti-abortion groups like Kansans for Life and, and the other Um, national groups do not associate with these groups, and their policy positions are pretty unpopular within the broader anti-abortion movement. But they're emblematic of the ways in which the anti-abortion movement has been splintering since Roe was overturned, as the realm of possible anti-abortion policymaking has widened. There are local Kansas groups that call themselves abolitionists and larger national groups, and they see states like Kansas as important battlegrounds for these broader conversations about criminal culpability in the event that abortion is banned here. The Kansas Constitution protects the right to an abortion, but lawmakers still manage to pass a few more restrictions. What happened in the legislature? Lawmakers did pass a few new laws, including something called a born alive law, that prohibits doctors from killing babies born living as the result of a failed abortion. That one is largely symbolic because there are several existing laws that already make it illegal. They also created a $2 million state-funded program to promote alternatives to abortion, and that will funnel money to organizations known as crisis pregnancy centers. So these are faith-based groups that offer resources to people with unplanned pregnancies, but they've come under fire for using misleading tactics to dissuade people from getting abortions. A third law was passed, but is currently tied up in court, and it would have required abortion providers to tell patients that the abortion pill can be reversed. They would need to give patients information about an experimental hormone treatment that might help them reverse the abortion pill if they regret taking it. And this is pretty controversial, and major medical groups say the treatment can be dangerous. This law is on hold due to a big ongoing lawsuit. Can you tell me more about that lawsuit? What's going on there? Yeah, so this was filed this summer, and um, it was filed by abortion providers who allege that several of the state's Long-standing abortion restrictions, along with that new abortion pill reversal law, are unconstitutional. The old restrictions they're targeting include a 24-hour waiting period that providers say has been increasingly onerous as more people travel to Kansas from out of state for abortions. And um, it also includes rules that they say force doctors to lie to patients. So, for instance, for years, Kansas abortion providers have had to have patients sign a form saying that they understand abortion could increase the risk of developing breast cancer. So so that's not true, and that has been widely debunked. 
Um, and so defending these laws in Kansas is Attorney General Chris Kobach. He's been fighting the lawsuit. And he says all of the restrictions are common sense safeguards to make sure that women know what they're getting themselves into when they have an abortion. Where does that lawsuit stand now? A hearing is scheduled for the summer, but there was recently a pretty big development in the case. Abortion providers had asked a judge to put those restrictions that are at the heart of the lawsuit on hold while the case is winding its way through the courts. And in October, the judge actually granted that request. So these restrictions, some of which have been in place for decades, are not currently in effect. Kansas does still have a number of other restrictions in place, including a 22-week limit and parental consent rules for minors. But the 24-hour waiting period was one of the things that had made it much harder to get an abortion in Kansas, and that's now temporarily blocked. Bigger picture, this is just a pretty significant lawsuit that has the potential to redefine abortion policy in Kansas. And it's also the first time the state's abortion restrictions are being challenged since voters reaffirmed abortion rights last year. And it's the first major court case that will set the tone for abortion policy in Kansas post-Roe. Well, thank you, Rose. Thank you. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Jody Fortino. The show is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.